Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Do you depend on fear and self-criticism to get motivated? Does it seem like no matter how much progress you make, you still feel anxious, tired, or under pressure? And is success really just a strategy to outrun the things that scare you or make you uncomfortable? Today, I'm talking with Craig Revore. He's a coaching client that I've been working with for the last two years. In this conversation, we're gonna talk about how he's learning to find power, face major fears, and get off the hamster wheel all while growing his business. The thing that when I think about our work together, I think about one of the first calls we had. You contacted me because you wanted to grow. You wanted to transition professionally. You wanted to move from being a therapist into being a coach, a professional coach. And it wasn't long before we got into really discussing your stance right? Like really, really understanding your power in the world. Do you remember that conversation? Absolutely. What, what, what do you remember it. about that? What was, what, what, looking back through the lens two years later, what was that? Cause it was about two years ago. So what was, mm-hmm. what was yeah, that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think where I was coming from and what you sort of helped me bottom line was a lot of the, the choices I was um, looking to, to make or to, create or, uh, you know, we're, we're really coming from a place of lacking, um, and from a place of, uh, you know, having to do, maybe I need to do this or that in order to be okay or to become this. Um, can you get specific, like what, what it was in your world, the lacking, what felt like was lacking? Um, you know, I think, I think an ability to, um, to create a, a coaching practice that was exciting um, to have a lifestyle that was really um, generative to, you know, be respected by my peers. Um, I think those were a few a few pieces that that stand out to feel empowered in my uh, in my marriage. Um, you know, in terms of how I'm showing up and how I'm being perceived by you know by my partner, um, those things felt like like they were maybe lacking or not 
quite where I needed them or wanted them to be. Um, and, and I think there was a, a sort of a feeling of there, there was a frustration there around things that weren't really, uh, where I wanted them to be. Um, and, and obviously, you know, underneath that, there was a desire to, to want to shift those things. But I think the, you know, the, the motivation was, was coming from a place of, you know, uh, I, I gotta be better. I gotta be more, I gotta reach this bar, or, you know, have this or have that. Um, and I think, you know, you, you had said it, um, you know, I was talking about all these shadow workshops and, you know, I gotta, maybe I gotta do this or more of that. And, you know, you said something to the effect of, well, what if you just, um, stopped and lived your fucking life? Um, what would that be like? <laughs> Well, I just, I think I remember your life was like this constant ongoing project. That's what I remember was. Precisely. And and that really, I mean, I didn't know whether to like hang up the phone on you or <laughs> like, actually it was an email. Um, but I, it, it really stopped me dead in my tracks. And, and I think that that moment became a sort of a pivotal piece of work throughout, you know, the, especially the next year. Um, well, why was that? Why was that confronting for you when I said, what, it, what, what if, if I, when I challenged you to just start living your life, what was, what, what about that put you on your heels? I guess there was the question of, you know, well, could, well, first of all, it was just confusing. I was like, well, what is it? What does it mean? Like, what, what does that mean? Um, but then there was the secondary question of, well, could I really do that? And what would that, what would that entail? Right. Those were, those were kind of the, uh, so it was really, it was disorienting, honestly, at first it was disorienting, but there was enough, um, curiosity and desire there. Um, I, I guess underneath your, your question or inquiry, I, I felt a, like a possibility, um, of, of just sort of, um, less striving in, in more being or, or less sort of reaching and grasping and, and more allowing um, and just finding okayness in, in, in who I am and trusting. And there was still creation, right? I, I, think, I think what was showing up for me was that I got that you were a real go-getter and you've proven that over and over again. Like it's been amazing what you've been able to accomplish in our work together. And uh, even b way before our work together, you have a track record of getting shit done and doing amazing things. Absolutely. And but what the, the the part that felt off for me was where it was coming from. So it wasn't that you wanted to shift your business and, you know, become a coach and that you wanted to have a, a better marriage and you wanted to have X, Y, Z in the world. It was that it, how it struck me was that your life was on hold until you did these things. There was this aspect of like, well, I can't just relax and enjoy myself. I have to fix this stuff first. There was like a, a level of urgency and um, yeah. not okayness underneath there. And I was like, God, this guy's so powerful and he's n not enjoying himself. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. I mean, I think there's, if we look at the moving towards something, trying to get away from something, I think there was, when you talk about creation, there, there, there has been uh, from the very beginning, um, you know, a lot of uh, moving towards possibility, moving towards what excites me, moving towards what I want, um, which has been great. But I think the, the real issue over the past two years and what we really, um, I, I think, um, shifted was what you're speaking to is the come from um, and a lot of uh, 
a, a lot of what was was uh, motivating me was getting away from something, and and yeah, it was it was getting away from this sense of of not being okay and um, and not safe, and and these things were going to if I create this, if I if I gain that, if I uh, get this ground under my feet, I'm I'm going to finally be okay, um, and it, it just became like a. I think um, it was just mirrored in my work with you and in the group um, that that was just a hamster wheel. Yeah. Yeah. You would show up on, on the call and report that you made five figures that month, you know, and then be like, and everything's falling apart kind of thing. It was, it was like this back and forth of I'm doing what I set out to do and I'm still not okay. And after a while, I don't know what what helped you start to see that it wasn't the circumstances that were driving your sense of okayness. Yes, there's a certain amount of money we got to make to support the lifestyle and et cetera, et cetera. But there seemed to be a turning point where you started to get that it wasn't completely external, that the thing outside of us, the money or the status or the accomplishment was going to, that was the, you know, once we crossed that finish line, then we were going to finally feel that sense of relief and comfort and safety and certainty um, cause I think what I got about you is that you really believed there was going to be this place where you were going to finally be okay. Does that fit? Totally fits. Absolutely. Okay. Even if, even if we like, we touched on it, I think there's this part like still emotionally you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to get there. <laughs> right? You're like, I know that place doesn't exist, Trip, but I, you watch. I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. I think, I think subtly I was, I was feeding you a bunch of bullshit and, and I, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, I get it. I get it. I'd give you this sort of glazed over look. Um, but, uh, I, I think I, I really just needed to be cooked and cooked and cooked because with all the success, I mean, like you're saying, I was having, you know, 20, 30 K months time after time after time. And, you know, creating this success, um, you know, sealing this, closing that gap. And, and I guess the, um, you know, the, 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 the big piece that became clear was that the internal state wasn't really changing in addition to some other things go, you know, happening in life. Um, and you know, I was up against a lot. Um, you know, there were just a lot of other moving parts. My mom was dying. Um, one of my sons was going through a lot. So there was a lot of, like you said, um, in our, I think one of our last calls was, you know, you, you've had a lot of other roles in your life to compound all this, but, um, I, I think the, um, you know, there was, there was some sort of a bottom, I think that I, I reached and it was really cumulative of, um, you know, no matter how much, how far, um, you know, I, I get, uh, the internal state was, was just, um, continuing to throb, um, continuing to, um, you know, anxiety, I mean, what that, that looked like anxiety, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of fear. Um, and it was really sort of creeping in the shadows in the background. And it, I think a lot of the, the help and group and, you know, some, some other work that I was doing was, um, slowing down. And when you mentioned that come from slowing down and really, where am I, where am I coming from? What, what are, what's the real motivation behind what I'm doing here? And it, it became just so clear that there was much more running from than moving towards. And, and that, that was the, you know, kind of really getting that, not just cognitively, but um, really feeling that uh, was, was sort of the, I think the, the time where I was just really shifting, um, from a focus on, I mean, I think you said at one point, like, look, you, you can make money. Like you're, you're obviously 
you've excelled in everything you've ever touched. Um, but you know, if we don't, if we don't address this problem within the span of this group and in our work, uh, you know, I'll, I'll feel like we, we had really missed the mark. Yeah, that's true. Well, I want to set a little context here because I think what, what's, what's missing if we're listening to this is that a big part of your identity was driven by helping others, being supportive of others. Um, the role yeah, you played yeah. in yeah. your mother's life before she passed away, the role you play in your, in your family. And it was yeah. this like, well, once everybody's taken care of, then I can take care of me. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, then there, in addition to that, you had a, you had a thing in your head about what it meant to be a real, whatever, right. Well, a real coach or like there was this ideal in your head. That you had the to, blank, man. Yeah. It was like, wherever you were doing, whether it was CrossFit or whatever profession you were in, there was, there was this high, high standard that you had to achieve. So it was like, okay, I got to be this amazing kind of steady uh, yeah. pillar for all these other people in my life. And then I also have to be this perfection, you know, this idealistic perfection uh, in these other areas and it start. Yeah, of course it's exhausting. Of course it feels like constant failure and not enough when those are the metrics in your life. And of course, and then there was this place where it's like, I'm not even taking care of myself now. And so that's where I want to, I want to set that stage before you start talking about taking care of yourself by going and spending time with yourself and, and putting yourself first. Cause the, I think it was terrifying for you. Uh, the idea that everything would fall apart if you actually took care of yourself first. Is that yeah, it does. And, you know, part of that is just a lot of historical conditioning, but then um, also coupled with or, you know, compounded by a lot of the, the very real things that were right in front of me, a, a dying mom, um, you know, moving into complete uncertainty. I've always been an entrepreneur for forever, but, you know, when you're shifting this late in the game, there's there's a lot of that uncertainty that comes up. And so, uh, you know, my wife shifting careers at the same time, a kid that, that was struggling, a 22 year old son. Um, and so it was it was all just very triggering. It was sort of the, uh, you know, the perfect storm where, um, you know, it, it felt like everyone needed me all at once. Um, you know, I had to be a, a really solid husband, a really solid father and a really solid son. Um, and, and so that was just very real. Um, but. Yeah, to your point, I, you know, who who got lost in all that? I did. Um, and so it became, you know, sort of a, a living out of um, shoulds and responsibilities and, and bars um, that I wasn't even really in charge of. I, I wasn't really um, uh, as, as awake or alert to as, as I you know, am now, um, you know. I think right now I'm, I'm sort of setting that bar and, and it's, it's uh, adjustable. Right. Um, well, at first you had to be aware of these expectations you had created, right? Whether you took them on unconsciously or you created them for yourself, but they were external. This is how I'm supposed to act. This is who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And then it was the first just being aware, like, well, do I want to continue to choose that? Right. Do I need to be this person? Is Would I be okay if I wasn't? Yeah. Would my life be okay if I wasn't the most amazing X, Y, Z, the ideal, the real, this or that? Um, and it seems like that's where the freedom was when it, being able to drop, just first recognize that stuff and then have a choice. Well, I don't have to do this. That's what I call playing our own game, right? The, the game most yeah. of us are playing is I have to measure up to these expectations or else I'm going to be 
uncomfortable. I'll be unsafe financially. Things will go to shit or I'll be alone. Right. And so we, we strive to maintain these ex, you know, our, our standing and the status of these expectations, but it's like, we learn to play our own games. Like, that'd be fine. I'm okay. I don't have to meet those expectations. And we actually start to have the relationships we want. Um, I, I believe, you know, who wants to be, I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm being held to a certain standard. That's not me. Um, yeah, that doesn't work. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, really getting in touch with, with my desire again, what, what do I want? Um, and in context to that, uh, I'll be okay. They'll be okay. I think that was kind of the, you know, one of the pivotal moments when I really realized that, uh, I'll, I'll be okay. Um, you know, in, in, in making a ch- uh, sort of an undivided choice to go here based on just spontaneity. I, I want this, I'm going to go here. I'll be okay. They'll be okay. Um, and they meaning, um, you know, my, my family, my, you know, my people, um, et cetera, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll figure it out. I think I, I was just, um, you know, conditioned to and, and triggered to for a couple of years with so much coming at me, um, you know, taking responsibility for others, uh, emotional states and, you know, all sorts of, all sorts of things. It feels like a trap, right? It feels like that there's just no way things are going to be okay. If I start to give myself self-care, if I start to set boundaries, if I, you know, go into the places where I think there's going to be a conflict, it just feels like there's just no way, there's no way there's greater freedom, wideness, peace, and love there. And, um, that, that was a big part of your work was like, it's, it's not an intellectual thing. It's like, let's see, I've got to, I'm going to say, no, I'm going to, you know, exclude myself from this, or I'm going to say yes to this other thing. And that's going to cause a dust up here. Um, did everything fall apart? Nothing, nothing fell apart. In fact, everything got, got better. I would say in order for me to, um, we went through, I mean, I don't know how many groups, uh, intellectually running the numbers, intellectually looking at, um, you know, every logistical thing that you can in life and everything is fine. But, uh, emotionally that wasn't adding up at all to me. Yeah, I want to underline that, right? Like on one level, you had all of the the data, right? Hey, everything in my life is on track and everything's fine, but your emotional state was like the fire alarm's going off. Something's not okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I mean, the data, you know, that was one of the interventions all the time. And, you know, my work with you was like, let's look at the data. And it, and it would help, but it was sort of like, uh, you know, the, the something that I wasn't, uh, you know, I don't know, it wasn't addressing or anyway, it was just sort of like, you know, whack-a-mole, like the next, you know, right next, next, uh, clip, you know, the other ones would just pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so, so there was sort of a emotional confrontation that I, I was already having. I think that's, that's the thing. I was already kind of baking this. Like I was saying, like, you know, my, you know, one of my primary practices just became, um, going into the woods here, you know, outside Boulder, Colorado and sitting by myself and, uh, confronting that, that stuff. It just, it just became that much more magnified. Um, and I had to really, uh, work to make peace with that, um, that feeling. What was that like? How did you make, how did you make peace with that? You know, most of us are going to try and outrun it. Let me go make more money. Let me go create more status. Let me go, whatever, insulate myself more. You're turning into it now. You can't, you're not trying to talk yourself into it. You're not creating a pros and cons chart 
trying to talk yourself yeah. into, hey, everything's good. You're going to go into the thing you've been avoiding. So you go into this fear. Then what happens? What What do you start to notice? It gets worse before it yeah. gets better? Or what, what's, yeah. the, what's that? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, in my life, I, I think there was a lot of fear, uh, you know, as a young guy, um, you know, growing up in a, in a really, really toxic environment. And I didn't really ever have anyone there to help me, to support me through fear. So I never learned how to befriend fear, to, 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 to befriend my fear, uh, to, you know, you could say soothe yourself, you know, whatever you want to call it, but to be with my fear, I was always just like, Oh, that, that freaks me out. Like I'm fucking out of here. Um, and so I think in, in allowing myself to, uh, you know, just getting out there, like there's nowhere to, to hide anymore. I, I, I cannot continue, continue to do this. This is the adult talking. Like I got to learn how to be friends with this. I got to learn how to, uh, befriend and, and be with my fear. Cause all I was doing was just abandoning it and trying to look out here, trying to, you know, external circumstances in order to create uh, a safety. That's just, just, you know, not really real. Um, there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, so to speak. Um, what starts to shift for you? You know, I think as I, as I began to kind of just see things click, um, you know, oh, wow, it's like, I, I just really got to befriend this thing, uh, this, this fear, be with it, support it. Um, my body started to relax. So here's, here's what I'm getting, which is if I'm scared, and I've never learned how to be with my fear. I love how you said, you said I've never befriended it. Then I'm going to create my life and I'm going to orient my life in such a way to avoid it. I'm going to run away from those things. And it might work for a long time. I think it might work, right? Or I just need more success, right? I need more money, need more status. I need more the people in my life to be more okay with me or more whatever that thing is. And we, we check off those boxes and we get good at meeting expectations. But it doesn't eradicate that underlying fear and anxiety and that sense that things aren't okay. And there's a part of us that knows that we can't keep this up much longer. This game has got to change. Mm. And what I, what I'm hearing from you is, and I see this a lot in the people that I work with, it happened with me and dealing with grief in my own life. And also just any, any, any process, any creative process, there's just been this thing where you turn into the thing that you're scared of not to hurt yourself, but just the noticing that that's where the real power is. When I'm not running away from something, now I've got way more access to yeah. my intuition, as you said, my curiosity. I could be playful now. When I'm Freedom. no longer in that defensive yeah. place, I've got choice. And so you turned into that. You, got, you went through that experience like, oh God, I have to feel this. It feels like I'm going to die kind of thing. But that's it. Like we're going through our lives and we're out, we're trying to outrun the big, scary monsters. Most of the time there isn't even a monster. Uh, and then once we, uh, we get on the other side of that, we start to realize, hey, you know, what is this? Where do I want to go? We start to find another sense of power that's rooted in ease, creativity, intuition. We have way more available to us. Like if we really care about the outcome we're trying to create, do we really want to be in that triggered, freaked out place that isn't creative, that isn't curious? Or do we want to be in that place that says, hey, I want to see all, all kinds of options. I want to be able to entertain all kinds of possibilities here. I think that's, uh, and a lot of times, like we were afraid to give up our fear. We're afraid to give up that part of us that mm -hmm. is fixated yeah, yeah. on all the bad things because we think that's the thing that makes us sharper Go. and yeah, yeah. stronger. Uh, yeah. but if, it's, if, it's not, if it's not there, then what? 
Right. Who am I if I'm not scared? I think, but I think that's the voice of fear, right? It's like, it's, it's this bully in our heads. It's like, if there was some guy that lived, actually lived outside of us that called us a pussy all day and said, you can't do that or else you're not a real man or you didn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. At some point we have to beat this guy's ass, right? Like we have to kick him to the curb, but we're so conditioned to this thing. It's like, no, like I'm, I'm a wimp if I don't have this voice, right? I'm a, a, something's going to go bad if I don't have this thing berating me and, and diminishing me and pushing me down. Um, so I, this real power, this playing your own game is on the other side of going through this fear. It's not romantic. It's not fun. It's messy. It's not linear. It's not predictable, but I love that you described it in terms of, Hey, this is where I found my intuition and my spontaneity and my creativity because you're rooted in your okayness. Hey, I'm going to be fine. Yep. Now I can afford to to be curious about what's happening here instead of, oh my God, what do I got to do to outrun this monster? Precisely. And, and it was, it was um, um, where I was coming from, you know, to, to wrap it, you know, back to the beginning of this call. It, it's like the, the come from um, really, really shifted. Um, you know, I don't think that it was some sort of miracle um, and, and everything's fixed. I mean, I think a work like this is a, is a constant process. Um, and, and there was a, like I said, I think there was a, like a threshold that I was just, you know, button up against and, you know, finally something, um, something shifted here and then the wall, uh, broke and, and I, I, I do feel like I'm, I'm very much on the other side of, of that into, um, more freedom, more ease, um, with, with a lot of how I'm, I'm living and, and how I'm walking and the choices that I'm making and, um, you know, the, the sort of sovereignty and, um, and, and just less divided overall with, yeah. uh, with my choices. I want to underline a few things in there, which is this isn't intellectual, right? Just because we read it in a book or we listen to it on a podcast or, you know, whatever, like somehow we're, that's, that means we've integrated it. Um, cause it had been an intellectual exercise for you for years, years, um, years. It's an emotional experience. It's something we have to learn in ourselves, uh, you know, like really get it in our wiring, our nervous system. Like, oh, you know what? I can mm. do this and be okay too, right? You have to test yep. it. It has to. We have to go through the. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see yep. if the if all everything goes to shit. Um, if is it really true, right? Yep. Uh, instead of yep. convincing ourselves otherwise, and then it's not set it and forget it. But right, that's that part of us that wants that never ending. You know. Uh, peace and certainty and all of that kind of stuff that that's where our suffering resides is thinking like, cool, I'm done now. I don't have to worry about this. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. okay, now I have this, I've had this glimpse. I've had this experience. Now it's, now there's work and there's discipline to sustain it, to keep it going. I have this, I have this experience that I can draw upon. Like, okay, when I, when I experience this doubt again, I can always come back to say, well, you know, I've had this other experience that, that flies in the face of that fear. Um, yeah. And, and you had to go through a real practice. It wasn't just something personal for you. It was in your relationship with your wife. It was a relationship with your son. And um, you had to test those things. It wasn't just something, uh, an agreement you had with yourself. You had to really see, uh, you had to redefine those relationships. Because what I get about it, I was like, for yourself, it wasn't okay for you to create that space. You had to see for yourself that, hey, I can step outside and things will continue to move. Everybody, people can say what they want, but we've really got to go test it uh, back to that point again. And it's not a solitary thing. Right, right. And that's where all of this was just so cumulative. Um, you know, I remember um, based on this work, um, 
you know, knowing my mom was going to die in three months, but there were just some, you know, difficult things I, I needed to say to her that were really, really scary. Um, and having that conversation, right. Having all, all loads of, you know, difficult conversations and, um, you know, doing, doing the scary thing that I'm, you know, actively trying to run away from, um, and making that a cumulative practice. And I think, you know, you know, in my practice with people, I, I don't ever really, um, I think it's, it's, uh, tempting to sort of rely on the peak experience or the, the miracle or the whatever. I mean, those are all good and great, but, um, you know, I think it's really the sustained action and, and focus over time, um, that, that leads to real change. Yeah. The amateur in us, the, the child in us wants things to be done and fixed and, um, set it and forget it. But, uh, the pro or the adult, looks at it and says, okay, cool, Let, let's use this. You know, we're going to integrate this and it'll become part of the the path as we go forward. But I, I think that those peak experiences, you know, they, man, they can really set us on the right track there. I don't want to diminish, it, diminish anything about it. I just want to make sure we don't get stuck in some expectation that some weekend workshop or one weekend away or a week out in the wilderness is going to fix us. Uh, that's not how it works. No way. It's that, it's that ongoing, consistent practice, putting, creating a container for ourselves to be at our best and to be challenged and to have our blind spots called out and that kind of thing. And then, okay, what are you going to do week after week in service of that instead of mm. getting better at meeting expectations or getting better at running away from our fears, we can hire coaches to do that shit. Right. And does it, that's what, that's what I didn't, I didn't want to help you. I didn't want to help you get better at meeting expectations or running away from your fears. That's so that's why I sent that shot across your bow two years ago. Was it? I was I just I'm just not interested. And I could see where you'd be really good at it, but that wasn't why I would ever want to work with you. And that's so. what and that 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 was where it's it, you know, kind of stopped me dead in my tracks. It, you know, I, what I really appreciate is it, it could it could have been easier, I think, easier work for you to just uh let me let me sort of go. Um let me sort of go and, and continue down the, the hamster wheel route. Um, and, and, and make more money and create more security, so to speak, and, um, and do the same thing that, that I've been doing for, for a while. Um, but I think the harder work for you as a coach and, and what you did for me was continue to um, bring me into uh, you know, what you felt I was avoiding, and, and I know it wasn't easy. Um, so I, re I really appreciate all of it. It's, it's really set me up um, for you know, a whole different come from. Yeah. And I, I, that's awesome. That, that's great to hear. And it was as a both and it's not like, Oh, I, I got broke over the last two years. <laughs> uh, like I didn't go broke over no. the last two years. It's like, no, you built your no. business and all this stuff happened. That's the cool part. Yeah. It wasn't a reaction. I, it was just a choice. I was just, you know, I'm, I'm just going to work with what I have in front of me. I'm going to enjoy. And, and this wasn't, I mean, this was intuitive. Like I felt it. I just wanted to be with my family um, be with my guys, hang out. Um, and, and I had a record breaking month, my biggest month in the last two years. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't lift a finger. Seemingly. Right. But you'd done a lot of work up to then. I don't want to yeah, yeah. create any magic bullshit here, but, the, but, but you yeah, had no, you, no magic. You, yeah. You had real, I mean, it seems magical, but if we look at it, you had done a lot of work. And you yeah, put a lot yeah, of things in place. Precisely. And I think to, to create that, of course. Yeah. But, but that, that piece there around, like, I don't have to strive or motivate myself with fear in order to have quote mm. success. 
right? I think that's the big lesson is like, we don't have to terrify ourselves and we don't have to beat the shit out of ourselves in order to have what we want in our lives, right? It's like, if we know that peace is the end game, but we don't have to rob ourselves of that peace now. Yeah. Right? (laughs) If if (laughs) self-love is the end game, we don't have to put a knife in our back now, right? It's like, so how do we become, how do, how are we allies to ourselves now? Mm. How do Mm. we... How do we nurture and and create greater peace now as we move forward? And I, you know, that fear in us is like, it it creates that either or scenario. Oh, well, if I, if I enjoy myself, if I have greater peace and ease, then everything's going to go to shit. Everything's going to fall apart. And, um, you've, you've shown that that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge piece of evidence. Yeah. If these interviews are helping you, then please visit the new man on iTunes and leave us a positive review so others can discover the show more easily. Thanks for listening.